Welcome to the STL Soccer Report. Brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. Alright, I'm joined by Alderman Scott Ogilvy of District, or rather Ward 24. Um, we're at Heavy, Heavy Rift Brewing. Uh, Scott, thanks for joining me, man. Uh, good to see you, Phil. <laughs> yeah, we've I, talked finally, a lot. Finally we meet, yeah. Exactly. Um, it's really good. I, you know, you walked in the door and looked around, and you had no idea who was who. Obviously, I knew what you looked like, so that was easy. <laughs> well, was, my eyes were adjusting to the light. Oh, that so. makes sense, actually. Yeah. It's dark in here. It's relatively bright outside. Um, well, yeah, the purpose of meeting here is to kind of talk about the vote coming up on Tuesday. And um, wanted to get, and you know, we're going to start with maybe what it was like trying to get the vote even a possibility, you mm -hmm. know, to happen, and just walk through the, the positives and the negatives. You good? You ready? Sure, yeah. Um, what was that day like? I want to know what that day was like that you walked into that room and, you know, they, they tried one and it didn't work out and then they tried another. How did that come down? Yeah, um, I have to think back. I mean, I, <laughs> I think that it, it was like two weeks that are all kind of a blur at this point. but. Um, what what transpired was basically the, the sponsor of the bill, Alderman Christina Gracia. She sponsored the bill, but she was really. Let me back up a little bit. Sure. There's sometimes a misperception that we as aldermen are sort of really in charge of writing and negotiating these things, mm. um, and that's really not the case. An alderman's name is on the bill, but the bill comes from like St. Louis Development Corporation, or it comes from you know, a developer's attorneys, or in this case, um, prospective soccer team owners' attorneys. In, in terms of us actually kind of sitting down and saying, it's got to have this and this and this and this, um, we're usually the last to, to see these things. Yes. So by the time we're in the room kind of negotiating what's um, in the bill, for me, that was really one of the first chances I had to, to directly engage with the prospective owners and to kind of air what might be good and what might not be adequate about um, the initial proposal. And Ingracia, I think, um, did a good job in terms of not just saying yes to the initial offer, and I think she worked very hard. She was kind of being criticized from both sides a lot of the time, but she was working very hard to advance a responsible bill, and the bill certainly got a lot better from uh, the initial proposal until what we passed. So uh, so what was the day like? I mean, I do remember there were some long days. I don't remember exactly <laughs> which day it was. Well, there were, yeah, there were many long days, yeah. even for uh, you know us watching everything and all the progress of what was happening every day. Yeah. Um, you know, it seemed like actually it kind of almost failed one day, got cut off. You remember that? Yeah, I mean, there was, it, there were a couple meetings where it just didn't have the votes. Mm -hmm. And I ended up being kind of a swing vote, I guess, uh, on the committee. Um, and the, the challenge for me uh, is, it's sort of, there's two things that are big challenges in, in terms of this bill for me. One is that I'm not very, um, I wish the city didn't have to own this stadium, right? I, I wish sure. at minimum there was a regional entity that could be the public owner of the stadium, or even better yet, the, the team owners, the, the team ownership own the stadium. Now, if them owning the stadium is a deal breaker, there ought to be a regional apparatus to own and maintain and fund the stadium into the future, and we don't have that, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So it was left to the city to, to be sort of the only public partner um, 
in the stadium development. So I wish we'd have to own the stadium. And the second thing was if we do have to own it, there ought to be at least a regional mechanism to help pay for it, mm -hmm. <laughs> which there also isn't. Um, we got we got sort of uh, a little bit of that flavor of the region paying for it by reinstating uh, the, the ticket, or a portion of the, would have been the normal ticket tax. So that at least uh, is, is revenue from outside, you know, 80%, 90% of the of fans, ticket buyers will not be from the city. So that's revenue from the whole region going to games, spending a little extra on the tax to help to help pay for the stadium. So that was kind of the, the final compromise they made. Well, and the price went down the line. too, right? I mean, yeah, I think the, I, I don't remember the exact uh, chronology, but the, sure. the price of the stadium went down. The public portion of the stadium also went down. Um, it started at 80. You know, you can argue where we ended up, but it's yeah. maybe 50 to 60. Um, and uh, because the whole thing became less expensive, there's there's sort of a more likely scenario that the city kind of breaks even mm -hmm. <laughs> on expense versus revenue, uh, you know, a couple decades into the future. Of so, course. But if we, what I keep going back to is these things would be very easy if we were a bigger city, but we're only a city of 315,000 people. Mm -hmm. Or if there was a way that the whole region was paying for them. And that's what's been very frustrating about all kinds of dynamics within the region is that as a region, we can do and pay for, I think, lots of things uh, without a lot of difficulty. But as you know, 11% of the city's, the region's population, um, it's tough for the city to do these things on our own. Yeah, and you know, I, th I think I kind of want to go to that, but, but. You know, you were instrumental. Let's just, you know, for a minute here, let's talk about, you know, all the things that did change. You were that swing vote, right? Yeah. And so it sounded like you were kind of the one that was like, in the end, I don't know if there's backroom talk of any kind. There's got to be because what, yeah, how did they I know? I wasn't really in those rooms, but okay. But yeah, so how I, did they know? How did they know to like kind of propose something and then make sure no one voted about it? How did they know to they propose just something? I mean, we, yeah, because we, one failed, right? And then we thought it was done for half a meeting, and then they came back the same meeting with another plan. Do you like? Can you explain you maybe how that happens? Yeah. Well, I'm following <laughs> Mike Falk, of course, <laughs> like on Twitter. Um, I, yes, I don't remember if we. I think we may have actually taken a vote. Uh, it didn't pass. Um, and then that prompted them to write up an amendment that reinstated the ticket tax. Sure. Which was worth, I don't know, depending on how you calculate it, 15 or $20 million over right. you know, 30 years. And that was kind of the tipping point where I said, okay, if we put the ticket ta tax back in, that's revenue from the whole region, close enough. Mm -hmm. It's not my ideal bill, but um, since it's good enough, I thought, that if we put on the ballot and voters approve it, it's something sure. we could live with, even if it wasn't uh, ideally where I'd like it to be. Um, so, how, I mean, how does that dynamic work? I mean, I think in that case, we took a vote. Uh, the meeting didn't adjourn. Everybody ran back over to the mayor's office. Not me, them. <laughs> huddled. They said, okay. Well, what are we willing to give right. up? <laughs> and, I, and I had obviously been talking a lot about the ticket tax, and nobody really had an answer for Mm -hmm. why there was no ticket tax when we could, we 
could use that charge to help to help fund the stadium. It's, it's a user fee. Sure. Um, and they said, okay, we'll put the ticket tax in, half the ticket tax in. They said, what do you think about half? I said, fine, let's do half. Hmm. They wrote up the amendment and then the bill passed. So. So that's great. So you know, it's not necessarily backroom talk, but it's you have made what you like available out there in the world, and, and they have heard that, and then they were able to kind of negotiate that yeah. and pull it forward. That's. And I, I have to. I have to point out that there's been other cases where I wanted something on you know bills with kind of a similar dynamic. Sure. And I didn't get anything because there weren't other no votes on the committee, right? Aha. So, it was like a four to four split, which is which the tie goes to the no. Um, so having those other no votes was very important to getting that compromise mm -hmm. and saving the city money. Yeah, so the haters really hating on the, you know, watching that YouTube video, not liking, say, French and, and other people, um, they were instrumental in making this a good bill, or a better bill, I should say. Yeah. Or a better they, proposition. They really were. Yep. That's good. Yep. That's good to take note of. Cool. Well, that's a little good insight about um, maybe how it happens and how it works on a maybe monthly, daily uh, basis for you and how it happened in this case. Um, it was really strange for someone like me who's not in politics to see what it's like. Um, is that generally like kind of the way it goes down and kind of arguing the bills and propositions? Is that well, this similar? One, this one's very high profile. Like, yeah. There's a lot of attention in the media to it. There's a lot of attention within the Board of Aldermen to it. Um, so there, you know, there are just a small handful of things every year that kind of have this level of attention. And sure. So they, you know, they tend to they tend to create the most argumentative dynamic um, where there's this back and forth. Um, sure. So someone say dramatic. Not, yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. Um, this one's not. I mean. We pass a lot of mundane bills, so the, yeah. <laughs> a lot of this stuff is not like that, no. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's kind of how it happened in, in the day of. Now, you know, I saw on Twitter the other day that um, you made a good Gogolby joke, which was uh, kind of the highlight of my week, to be honest with you. I like a good dad joke when you're a new, <laughs> a total, a new dad. It is really a terrible dad joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, I loved it. All my uh, dad buddies loved it. Um, so, you know, you said, and I don't know if this is what you meant, it might have been a setup for a joke, but you said, you know, I don't know what to do about this vote. And, and I'd like to hear, I imagine, even someone like me who loves soccer has an internal struggle with yeah. this vote for sure. So I'd like to maybe go over with you who I feel is a very even killed person um, who I think has thought through this maybe more than a lot of other people. You never since. saw me when I used to play soccer. I was much, oh. I was much less even keeled. <laughs> now I believe that because I'm relatively even keeled until I become a fan of soccer. Um, I had a lot of which red, is bad. I had a lot of red cards as a, <laughs> as a youth. I'd have to see that. We're gonna have to talk about that another time maybe because I got too much going here. But um, but yeah, I'd like to hear like your opinions on. Let's maybe start with the bads, uh, the bad side of you know reasons you should vote no, and maybe talk yeah. about some of the pros. And th this is me kind of talking as like an informed voter, you know, okay. resonant here with, Duly noted. with the city's budget in mind. Yeah. And the, the bads, the, the bads are just, um, the city faces a lot of kind of very obvious challenges in funding things that we uh, need primarily and also want. And there really is this tug from a lot of directions on the city's budget every year. And we don't we don't really meet a high standard in terms of service in a lot of areas, and there are 
there are large needs across the city, some of which just aren't attended to. Mm. So the idea that we create sort of a new cost center for the city to bear um, and have kind of the, the long-term liability of uh, the upkeep to some extent on the stadium worries me. So that that's the primary bad, just the, the financial component of this. And I mean, we have a lot to worry about, and now we're adding to it, right. basically. Do, do listeners know we live in the same neighborhood, basically? Uh, I hope so. I okay. say I'm, I'm saying I'm in Dogtown <laughs> yeah. quite often. Yeah, I'm proud of it. We're both in Dogtown. Yeah. We, live in, we live in a great neighborhood. Yeah, but we do. We're aware that, um, that there are real, you know, kind of life and death challenges and struggles in the city. Yeah. And for a lot of people, the idea that, you know, $60 million is real money, mm -hmm. <laughs> that, that goes to something that is entertainment and not kind of a basic need, um, it doesn't, does, not, does not sit well with many residents and voters. So mm -hmm. that's the struggle, really. It's just the, the financial side. Yeah. So any other things, the thing, there's nothing else kind of waking you up at night saying, man, I set up this proposition. And uh, for the most part, your name's on this because you were that swing vote. So if it were me, I'd be kind of overthinking it a lot. Is there anything else that really gets you, or, or is it not that bad? Or that's the, I mean, that's the main thing. Um, you know, I, I, proponents of this are going to argue, well, in the long run, it's, it's net positive in terms of revenue to the city. And I would say, you know, maybe. Sure. <laughs> maybe it is, but it's it's very difficult to look out 30 years or 25 years and yeah. say like, how successful is MLS as a league? How much does the thing, the stadium itself, end up costing us? Um, you know, if the team is not successful, they they can't make the you know they can't maintain the stadium, and then 25 years down the road, um, we we hand over this you know, liability that has no function to mm -hmm. future residents. And I don't want to do that. And we've, the, this city and region have made some bad decisions on professional sports facilities before. So um, we don't want to mess it up again. Uh, yeah. so, so that's what, you know, that's what I worry about. Yeah, and so thus being super careful and, and you know, demanding certain things in the end there. Um, I went from, I'm super biased, and I want to be really clear about that. I love soccer, and I was, I was willing to close my eyes and push that button for yes on this one, no matter what. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sorry to say, I'm a city resident. I even know how bad things can be in different parts of the city, and I just want it so bad I was willing to do that. Right, right. But, Scott, honestly, you, you and your... Um, what is the word? Everyone else on the aldermen, the board of aldermen, were able to argue a, a bill or a proposition that I think is actually relatively fair. Um, I don't know if you saw the Forbes article that came out the other day, but it's even arguing far more than that, which is this guy that writes for Forbes. He does live in New York City, but he's a 20-year St. Louis resident who teaches at WashU currently even. Um, writing about how fair this is, and, and he, he studies sports um, economics. And he says it's the best thing since 1990 he's seen. Now, I don't know if that's true. Um, I think it's a well-written article, but I hope you go read it maybe for I'll some... I'll go read it now, yeah. Yeah, for some support, I'll make sure I get you that link. Um, because it is well-written, and it's saying a lot of things about how, how fair it is. And, and so let's maybe move to the pros and um, talk about, you know, what if it does make the city money? Uh, that would be a really good thing, where, it, unfortunately, yes, 
you are forking over a ton of money right this second, right? But if you do get, you know, benefits from that as more money in the future, that's a pro. Yep. Um, are there any other things that you've noticed in, in what's happening and what they've promised that you might like in the future? Well, I mean, I, I think the I think the good things about the bill and the proposal is that win or lose, at least there is a vote about this, and um, you know, professional sports facilities are a sensitive topic in a lot of places. Oh, yeah. And even if the deal is not perfect, if voters say, okay, this is something we want, we've, we've chosen to do this, mm -hmm. it wasn't forced on us, it's good that there's a public vote. So yeah. that, that was an essential component. It's also really required because um, we, we would have to, uh, we need public authorization for the use tax, which is the, the funding component to, um, to allocate that to the stadium. So a vote is a legal requirement, but it's also um, a, a good thing from like a, a civic dynamic. Um, the other good things are it is, in terms of sort of the typical public-private breakdown in funding, um, this is a pretty reasonable one where uh, there's real skin in the game from the owners. Mm -hmm. They're putting more money in. Yeah, they don't have to own it, but um, there's there's risk involved for the owners as, as well as the city, and they are uh, strongly incentivized to to run a good organization. Mm -hmm. And if they do that, it's better for them, and it's also better for us. We both sort of reap the rewards if they're if they are successful, because um, the use tax and the other taxes that um, are gener excuse me, the ticket tax and the other taxes that are generated on site. Um, Community benefits agreement is it's huge. Is it's important? Um, I think there are some good things in it. I, I don't think it's. Uh, how do I phrase? I mean, I think the I think the jobs aspects of these things are often kind of oversold. Mm -hmm. So we shouldn't oversell it, but we should recognize that there are some basically binding contractual things that are uh, community benefits that that the team will have to do. Um, and that I think will kind of um, mesh the team and the city together um, better in a way that uh, they, they wouldn't have to do otherwise. So I, I think those things are positive. And, and again, that's, uh, that's really the, the work of Ingrassia and some other people to, to uh -huh. continue to insist that um, the team do a little more and a little more to, to yeah. make this beneficial. I think it's in their, it's also in their interest because they got to take this to a public vote. That's what I was going to say. To do these things, yeah. it's good PR for them. Uh -huh. um, so well, yeah, I would almost hope that they, you know, of course, everyone looks at the CBA, everyone looks at you know the use tax and the the ticket tax. These are all things that are like, in my opinion, they're good. That that article in Forbes says all the same stuff where this is really almost, you know, he's putting in almost like saintly kind of things to do and, and it's great, but um, it sounds like a lot of that was almost negotiated, which is a little disappointing, but that's real life, right? You know, that's yeah. the way it is. Uh, but the CBA is great. Um, you know, the jobs thing is one thing. I looked on that as like, okay, that could be inflated. Same with, you know, we don't know how successful they'll be as far as the tax coming back in the city, making money off of this in the end. Um, but the CBA, the other parts of the CBA being things like $5 million a year to having a soccer club and soccer I think 5 camp million and over 
over 30 years, not a year. Oh, thank you. Thank you for correcting me. <laughs> That'd be a lot. That would have been really That'd bad. Be a lot, yeah. Well, yeah, that's obviously I was a little too excited maybe about that. But, you know, giving free tickets, um, hiring minority staff, Slate, Mission St. Louis, uh, Boys and Girls Club. Those are great organizations that I think we can trust. New Dimension Soccer, I know those guys, um, you know, it's all really good stuff. It's interesting to hear how it came around. But again, you know, maybe it was negotiated, maybe it wasn't. But either way, it's getting done, and it's a right. good thing for our city. It is, and I, there is, um, I think we frequently pay less attention than we should to what the experience is like for kids growing up in St. Louis. Yeah. And, you know, these are relatively small things in the big picture, but the fact that, you know, every time we make a decision that has a big financial impact, we should be thinking about, okay, are we doing something that improves the quality of life for families and for kids growing up here? And mm -hmm. soccer is a good one. I mean, soccer is a, it can be a low cost sport for people to participate in. Um, and we do actually need more soccer fields and more programming. So I think those things will be valuable for, for kids, so. Yeah, I completely agree, um, obviously. But, um, you know, Depending on how this vote goes, let's imagine just for a minute here um, that the vote passes, and um, what do you see that you know looking like in the future? Um, I guess part of what I'm wondering is, let's say it passes and is largely successful in the city. Mm -hmm. Let's say the city does end up making money back. You know, um, is that something you can maybe, hopefully, looking forward to taking that money and putting it maybe where it belongs, like? You know, a lot of people are, are worried about giving millionaires money, right? Uh -huh. And um, they're saying as businessmen, give us some money now, we're going to give you more later, which is a very businessman thing to say. And hopefully that happens. Um, I personally think it might happen, but maybe the people that are worried about giving it to millionaires who want it to go somewhere else, this could go really well. And, and is there a way, do you think, you know, for to hopefully use that money for the things that people are complaining about right now is what I'm saying. Sure, I mean it's if if there's you know a profit margin for the city, um, it's kind of small over the course of 30 years. So yeah, I don't think. We and should, it takes a while to accumulate, like you said. Yeah, so I don't think we should think about this at all in terms of there's uh, you know yeah there's a lot of new money that will fix other problems. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's sort of a thing that pays for itself and creates an amenity or you know that people may enjoy so mm -hmm. that's kind of what it is it's not um, it's not really like an investment where the return is helping you mm -hmm. uh, pay for other stuff I, I will I will note in, in the good category is the location I think the location is good um, it's I don't know if you know the whole history about this but there was a plan in the 1960s to build like a super inner belt through that area yeah um, near Jefferson um, was it like a Compton extension or something like that? I don't know that? what they were going to call it, yeah. but like it would have it would have been a highway that went like from uh, 70 on the north through Old North through wow. Midtown right there near Jefferson, and then south through Lafayette Square. It would have like destroyed a lot of housing. It would have. That's what I just thought. Yeah. And it it met with a lot of resistance. And this this Midtown part near Jefferson, a lot of the clearance happened, and you've got kind of a weird configuration of ramps and exits. It's totally underutilized space, yeah. right? Um, and it would, it will, no matter, it, no matter what would happen there, I'm sure it would take some type of large <laughs> public subsidy to turn this back into 
kind of useful space. So we're utilizing, the stadium would be in a great location that utilizes completely underutilized space and kind of fixes a problem that was created 50 years ago by some, um, some misguided urban planning initiatives. Yeah. So, so that's good. I'll put that definitively in the, in the good category. Well, not only that, but you know, it seems like federal government's having a share in the, in the paying of that with the NGA site, I think. Uh, there's some, yeah, so NGA needs Jefferson and 64 need some new ramps, so it's like a, a full yeah. um, on-ramp, off-ramp setup from each direction, which is going to happen anyway, but um, oh, okay. would, would work well for the stadium to, to, to improve access there from yeah. the east or west. So. And then, luckily, somehow they politically navigated this Greitens thing, where they're, hopefully, it looks like they're going to get that land without yeah. him losing face, which I didn't think was possible at a certain time this year. I, I mean, the state involvement is, it's really not a big deal for the state. It's, it's land right. that the state owns that they don't need, yeah. nor, nor should they want. So whatever they have to do to, to make it useful, honestly, they should do. I, I am a big critic of the deal that St. Louis frequently gets from the state, so mm, yeah. <laughs> they're, not, they're not doing any more than they ought to do to, to make this happen. Yeah, well, and I only bring that up because you did say that this is something that needs to happen anyway, and, and it's, it's nice that everyone's playing along here um, yeah. to make it happen. So, cool. Any final thoughts, anything else you wanted to say about the vote, about you know what's going to happen in this city in the near future? I mean, I honestly have no idea what the vote will be. I, I, I saw polling data, but it, it's, I haven't seen anything since like January. Yeah. And it wasn't polling well at first, um, but you know, the dynamic changes over time as people learn more about it, mm -hmm. as there's a campaign to get it passed. Um, and April is obviously a very low turnout election, so yeah. I, I, think Which, it, I think it could go either way, and I'm not, I don't feel qualified anymore to predict right. what will happen. Yeah. I know, I was about to talk about that too, but I think everyone has covered that pretty well, so I think we'll end it right there, Scott. Thanks so much for talking about this and bringing some insight as to the what your world is like and what the background <laughs> was on all this. Um, I appreciate it, man. No problem. Thank you for listening to the STL Soccer Report, brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. You can find us online on Twitter, Facebook, BGN.FM, and STLSoccerReport.com. If you have any questions you'd like read on air, please send them to STLSoccerReport at gmail.com.